1: Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is
2: seeing. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear.
3: Hey guys, we're back for another week of Tis the Podcast, the podcast dedicated to keeping the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Julia
2: i'm anthony i'm tom
0: and
4: i'm michelle <gasps> michelle? What? michelle what what
1: what
0: who that? who dat
4: hi guys we're
3: kicking off what is international women's month right mm-hmm. with yeah. our very own amazing woman co-host michelle <laughs> michelle and julia long time, julia long longtime listener <laughs> <laughs> um, i mean how
4: long has it been since we've
2: this is her, talk to you. her first real episode, isn't it? You've only done Patreon.
4: That's right. I've done a handful of Patreons. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, aside from the being, big time, I aside for from being show. a fan forever,
3: tell us about yourself and introduce yourself to our listeners.
4: Um, I'm Michelle. I live in Minneapolis. I've been listening to you guys for a couple of years now. And I will tell you how I found you guys. I was working in an incredibly toxic work environment. Don't you love stories that start like that? <laughs> and to i was just needing to find a happy place so i was searching for podcasts just to listen to i was doing my work and i found you guys and i fell in love so i
0: love that makes my heart
2: happy well you know what the so- first time we talked to you on patreon we fell in love
0: oh that's
3: so sweet <sighs> what was the well, first well you had that you had that super cool submission when we did um, Christmas Around the World with the place that does the horse heads, right? Yes. Wasn't that yes.
0: yours? Yes. That was. It's
4: Welsh. And I, can't, and it's I Welsh. can't remember the name of it.
3: Something M-A-U-R, right? Yeah.
4: Bryn Mawr. It's, but it's like all the things that are like Irish and Welsh are pronounced completely <laughs> different than their spells. <laughs> <laughs> That's <true. laughs> Yeah, people with, put Mario's on the watch. horse heads and go and knock on people's doors. And, yeah, it's scary. it sounds more like Halloween to me.
0: <laughs> Ivari Lude, Ivari Lude. Could be <laughs> I'm looking at the international phonetic Pronunciation
4: Wow, oh, nice. I wouldn't have thought that's what it was
2: Michelle, this is your first time on the main show Which means we have some questions we need to ask you Oh
4: man I didn't study
2: what is, who, who is
0: your favorite elf and why is it Tom
4: <laughs> <laughs> Well I will tell you so I'm a data scientist by trade, and that question isn't a good survey question because it's incredibly leading. <laughs> <laughs> but your question's terrible. <laughs> I will say, you know, I it's like Sophie's choice. I can't choose between you all.
0: You know, I and work there, with data science it. and experimentation uh, every day in my work life as well.
4: Nice. Couple of nerds right here. Yep. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. I actually started out with an English degree and accidentally got a master's of science and data analytics. Hey, that's and like
0: Tom. Every I started time, out with an English degree and became a, a growth engineer.
4: You know, it's I found my people. I just, yeah. But I uh, think Tom you know, might be your favorite.
0: We, we like to read, but it doesn't make us money.
4: Right. <laughs> that's exactly it my dad said why did you get an english degree because i like reading books and they were going to give me grades for reading books well that doesn't pay the bill so.
2: you guys are bringing back traumatic ta- conversations i had with my parents back when i was getting my degree so yeah. what are
4: you gonna do with that well okay so my dad got rest his soul he died about a year and a half ago but
0: my dad he- died two years ago as well
4: we're like twins but when i was doing my degree he would say what are you doing that in again data analytics what is that statistics blah blah and he'd look at me and go no that doesn't sound right
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's no way
4: that you i went to meetings with your geometry teachers in high school there's no way that you are doing a statistics degree (laughs) but he loved
1: me the
4: mug i'm drinking out of tonight I actually threw some eggnog in here. Well, eggnog flavor. Very nice. I know, I wanted to get in the mood. Um, I bought this for my dad father for Father's Day, but sadly he passed away a couple weeks before that. But it says, dear dad, you are the luckiest man in the whole world. I would love to have a daughter like me. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Well done. So it keeps my dad. (laughs)
2: I like that. I love it. That's great. Awesome. What's your favorite Christmas movie, Michelle?
4: You know, I was thinking about this honestly on the way home from work. I don't know that I have a favorite movie. It kind of changes. I do have one that I have to watch every year, and I know it's controversial, but I got to watch A Christmas Story, and I watch it multiple, multiple times.
1: I usually don't watch it till
4: Christmas Eve when it starts playing. And then I will watch it three or four times throughout the course of that, that day. But for me, it's more um, the holiday specials.
1: Okay.
4: Because that's what I grew up with. And I mean, even watching the Bewitched ones, it was like the music and the Andy Williams show. And I loved going to my grandma's house because we always had to watch the Lawrence Welk Christmas specials and everything. So (laughs) those are more my thing, but. I love the Christmas movies, too. So if I had to pick, I would say A Christmas Story. I love that answer.
3: (laughs) Got Anthony with that one, for sure.
4: I like the answer, though, that
3: Christmas specials hold a special place in your heart. I love that.
0: I do, too. I do, too. Three. (laughs) One, two, three, four. Get your Anthony on the floor. That's what she said. No, it's not.
3: <laughs> um so Michelle, because we can't help it, we talk once a week. The three of us typically, um, a vast majority of the beginning is typically us just catching up and then we hit record and then we continue to catch up on how our weeks were. So, <laughs> since you're joining us tonight,
4: how were y'all's weeks this week? Um, I'm oh. an random faculty member in data analytics and we just ended a term and on Sunday and started a term on Monday. So so, so now- normal? Um, no, normally we have a week between terms, but once a year, we've got this ends one day starts the next day, just to keep the calendar in sync. And that's, yeah, that's what we got right now. But
2: so stressful.
4: Yeah, it It is. But all of my students passed and that's the first time in about five terms that I haven't had to fail anybody. So that makes me
2: happy. That's excellent. Yeah.
4: Yay for them. um,
0: now yeah. maybe they're when they're when they're all grown up and doing their big people jobs, their parents will believe when they tell them what they're doing.
2: <laughs>
0: people <laughs> jobs.
2: How was I your weekend? I saw week, the Anthony? Batman. I saw the Batman. Finally, <laughs> finally,
4: it finally happened.
2: I've seen it and three times. By the time this drops,
4: <laughs> and it was. I will seen it one it time.
3: Be. By the time this drops.
2: It was everything. It was like Chinatown meets Seven, meets the Godfather with DC characters. It was awesome. Like it's a detective, it's a detective noir movie, first and foremost. But it it's like legitimately scary apart. Wait, there's like... a new Batman
0: movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the action is good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I have so much to say about it so i can't wait for other people to see it i will say like my favorite was probably colin farrell as penguin like he just seemed to be having so much fun in that big bodysuit and get up and everything <laughs> yeah but they were they were all amazing but Excellent. robert pattinson man like i can't speak about his bruce wayne but with batman i mean batman off the page like well done to him
3: is he breaking out of that twilight mold finally
2: oh he is and his voice nice. is probably like you know it's not like i'm batman like christian right. Bell, like it's more animated series for hours, so it's very good i can't wait oh, okay. to see it again okay,
3: okay. i can't okay. wait to hear I'm what excited. you think
2: julia we
3: regardless
2: yeah. of what you think and tom think i would like to do a patreon episode on it when you will have they all seen it we're but going ahead.
3: saturday and marty's texted me to the middle of the day today because it's the two older kids and marty and i going and marty's like this thing is two hours and no he's like does you know this thing is three hours long and i'm like it's two hours and 56 minutes long actually so that's why i got (laughs) reclining seats and a lot of popcorn
2: so if you get bored
3: you're in a happy you know like come on
2: i will say it's a very like deliberately paced movie. it's like a detective movie right so it's slow it's a slow burn but like yeah it's never like boring where you're checking your watch
3: yeah i have no complaints about long movies I actually like long movies but me i mean if it's worth it right mm-hmm.
2: so. and i will say i mean it'll take me longer to say like where this ranks amongst my batman films or whatever but it's definitely my favorite gotham city
4: okay oh, cool
2: yeah it's I hot can. garbage which is what gotham should be but it looks like beautiful <laughs> hot
1: garbage so, so
2: i go like home <laughs> Uh, I didn't feel like home because I couldn't smell the urine through the screen, Tom. But
0: oh, you beat me to it. Television <laughs> <laughs> someday,
3: someday they'll have it. Um, Tom, do you have a good week?
0: I did until oh. today. Buddy had to have surgery today.
1: <gasps> oh, Her surgery. He okay.
0: They had to. They had to operate on his bladder to remove bladder stones and i kid you not i will send you all a picture the bladder stones about that big the big one.
1: Oh, buddy and it was
0: spiky oh. and embedded in his bladder wall
3: poor that's thing awful.
0: i know <laughs> so our doberman
3: got those real bad
0: it made me sad yeah and now he's pitiful and that's where i was when y'all texted me and said are you coming to this tonight or not i was sitting downstairs with in the, in the laundry room, petting Buddy, trying to make him feel okay while he's still doped up.
3: Did he look at you like, who are you? You're never nice to me. <laughs> no, I'm nice <laughs> to him all the time. How do you he, talk about him?
0: I ju- It's just for humor. I love the <laughs> it's really. It's,
2: a, it's like when he talks about me, Julia, it's just for humor. <laughs> he really loves me deep down.
0: There's a lot of love there. Yeah, he does. Hmm. how was
3: your week, julia oh um i think it was good i did quite enjoy preparing for this episode though because it took me back to a place i haven't visited in quite some time and that place is bewitched which really is one of my favorite classic tv shows of all time so i was very excited to revisit
2: insert theme song here no that's not your genie (laughs) tan tan tan
3: tonight that's what we're covering there are three christmas episodes to bewitched and it's um
2: can i make Lexi- an amendment to that there are f- michelle told are me today I... like if there are four but michelle real briefly can you tell us about the fourth one because by the sounds of it i'm kind of glad we avoided this one uh yeah.
4: the fourth one was season seven and i actually i'm significantly older than you guys. So I actually remember watching Bewitched when it was first in rerun. So I remember this one very clearly. Um, And they were kind of trying to push the boundaries with integration and, and there was a little black girl in the in the episode and Tabitha and her wanted to be sisters, but the bratty kid at the park said they couldn't be sisters because they weren't different colors so Tabitha used her wishcraft, and you can imagine there was. There was some blackface and there was some, they were trying to do really good things, but it's really cringy. So I asked Anthony ahead of time, I said, did you guys deliberately not include that? (laughs) in it? Because (laughs) it is kind of cringy when you're watching it now. Like Samantha says at the end, she says, well, you know, when the the client or whoever it was, because Darren always had a client that came over to the house. Um, when he realized that he was a racist and kind of owned that and it was supposed to be the feel good moment she said well a lot will depend on how you behave during dinner we're having an integrated dinner white and dark meat and so it was just kind of it was a little bit cringy so I thought maybe you guys had deliberately (laughs) pulled that one out just because it doesn't play today like it (laughs) did in 1970. <laughs> I wish we
2: could say we deliberately pulled that out but we are just demonstrating again that we had the most under-researched and under-prepared podcast out there so <laughs> it was a happy
1: mistake.
4: Oh, I'm not yeah. sure if it has a Christmas title so maybe it got through the, the algorithm or whatever that Chose which ones it is, but anyway, season seven. If you want to check it
3: out, yeah, yeah, it's called Sisters at Heart. It's the thirteenth episode, aired on Christmas Eve, no. and it has
4: a very high IMDb
3: rating. It's got eight point five stars out of ten, so we might what? have to revisit that one what? once
2: in the future. potentially I enjoyed
4: it, but there was just you know, you're
2: like. It does, sa- it does no, sound like there's that... a. It sounds like there's a good lesson to it. It just sounds like execution.
1: Yes.
4: yes. And, you know, right. I mean, it was
1: 1970, so
4: they were sure doing as they could at the time.
3: Okay. So then, so then let me amend my statement. We are covering <laughs> the first three of four Christmas episodes that Bewitched put out in its less than 10 year run. And, uh, the fourth one shall remain uncovered until, Ooh, maybe we drop that one. Like it's hot sometime, someday mm-hmm. get you back on here, Michelle, we'll be like yeah. for the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> for it. Um so Bewitched at a high level um was obviously a TV show. Um I don't know what network it was on, but does it really matter? No, it doesn't. Um the <laughs> synopsis of Bewitched in general was super simple, as lots of them were in the 70s and ABC the, the 80s. ABC. Well done, ABC. Um, simple premise of a witch marries an ordinary man. Um and she just can't resist using magic powers to solve problems in her family.
2: I mean, like a lot of those shows back then, yeah. like the Monsters and Addison, I Do of Genie, Bewitched, like it had that premise that's a little outlandish, but done in a relatable way. Because it was really about a marriage, uh, like a marriage that was still in their honeymoon phase, that was constantly infringed upon by the mother in law and learning how to blend these families. Right? Amen. Got
3: all family. Family drama, family comedy with a twist.
1: Very relatable. Um,
3: Very relatable. (laughs) Okay, so the creator of Bewitched was Saul Sacks. Maybe one of the best names ever. Probably. (laughs) Debatable. So he's got some writing credits to his name. I didn't realize until just now that he was a writer for the Bewitched remake movie they did with Will Ferrell and Nicole Kidman. Really? Which I think is extra cheeky and super funny um
0: so he lost yeah. his talent over the years
3: <laughs> he <laughs> he um he did a lot of tv uh a lot of stuff i'm not super familiar with but um like early 50s television so my favorite husband there are three episodes he wrote for that one uh, mr adams and eve he had a pretty darn good run on that one a few years about eight episodes um, Shirley Temple storybook Summer he Playhouse did
0: Tem- He did the Shirley Temple storybook
3: Yep or he did an episode of it
0: No that doesn't matter I don't know what it is I was just
2: trying to <laughs> there we go. Add some color
3: um, And I, he's clearly Most well known for Bewitched Can you cut this part um, out
2: but add Some color not the right phrase to use After our conversation just that, About that lost <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Racist and a pervert
4: <laughs> um Although i mean he's obviously high in because Endora played a character on the shirley temple storybook agnes Moorehead is actually on shirley temple storybook for one of the
3: oh. love agnes Moorehead. that's the only thing missing from these episodes.
2: i know no,
0: she's not in any of them no, no mom
2: which yeah, really bummed me out because she was my favorite character of the show oh
0: yeah <laughs> she's probably everybody's yeah. Well,
2: I loved her and Uncle Arthur Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot about him.
2: Who uh it always that was the best bit of catch it, casting in that awful Nicole Kidman Bewitch movie with Steve as Uncle Arthur because that guy like looks and acts exactly like him.
3: Yeah. So. I don't think I ever watched the movie version. Is it terrible?
2: I, it's like a weird meta, like they're playing oh. the actors playing. Samantha yeah, and so Darren weird. in a remake, but she, the actress just happens to be a witch, and her mother happens to be a witch. It's a weird Wait. like premise. Michael Caine plays her dad, and was uh, Shirley MacLaine?
4: Didn't Shirley MacLaine play? Playing and so Dora, much?
2: which is okay, like great casting, casting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but uh, like again, it's the actress playing in Dora, but she's an actual witch, and Michael Caine's her actual witch father, and Maurice. yeah. Steve Corral is the actor playing Uncle Arthur, but he's actually a witch. It's it's so weird. Will Ferrell, yeah. It is know. weird. Yeah. Yeah. The, the first,
4: first time I watched it, I was very confused.
2: Very confused. That's- but I mean there were it has its moment. It had a great cast, if nothing else. So. Huh.
4: I thought it looked
0: very terrible weird. and so I never watched it. And <laughs> based on what you all just told me, I stand by my decision.
2: I mean, <laughs> I really I wouldn't recommend you going out of your way to watch it, but if it's yeah. one of those rainy sunday afternoons and it shows up on tnt tbs it's worth having
4: We can it. give it a shot give it yeah. a shot yeah all
2: right it's on voodoo anyway it won't cost you money
3: oh that's my favorite kind of movie the ones that don't cost me money um okay so let's talk about cast so um starring our two main roles but really our main role is samantha stevens um is Elizabeth Montgomery. Um, She was always one of my top favorite actresses on television for a very, very long time. I thought she was beautiful and funny and sweet and kind and wonderful. And could she please be my mother and also a witch? (laughs) Um, But uh, she's definitely most well-known for Bewitched. Um, I don't know that it put her on the scene, Um, but it definitely is the highlight of what she's done. She had a fair amount of movies, um, in the fifties preceding movies and TV series um, preceding Bewitched. So she was in craft theater, Robert Montgomery presents, um, a movie called climax, an exclamation point, which is super fun. (laughs) And then, uh, she was in Cimarron city, lots and lots of TV work. some of these sound like westerns to me. She was in an episode of The Twilight Zone from '61. Rawhide.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Rawhide. I mean, she, she played Samantha. Samantha
3: Stevens in the Flintstones TV series in 1965. They did. Before she was. They did, they they did a, they they did a crossover. crossover
0: between the two. And it was. Epic. Oh, I
3: see. It's billed before Bewitched on IMDb. So I'm like, how was she Samantha Stevens? before she was Samantha Stevens.
2: I used to love, though, I used to love that, like, when the Addams Family, the original 60s cast, crossed over like the old Batman cartoon, like from the 60s, that was always fun. Like, (laughs) I used to love the weird crossovers they did in back then. (laughs)
3: Um, Her acting career carried into the 80s um, and trickled off, I think, as she, didn't she die from cancer? I think so, yeah. I want to say in 95. Um, but as an Anthony shout out, she was in Batman, the animated series as a voice of a barmaid in 95, which looks like it was her last acting credit. Are we fans of Elizabeth
0: Montgomery? She yes. Will
2: always be Samantha Stevens to me. That's Will I
0: trust somebody who says no. You <laughs> <I> shouldn't. <laughs> I don't.
3: Playing her husband. Well, playing one Uh, of her husbands
2: can we just pretend the second husband didn't exist is anyone a fan of second darren no
3: so as happened with some regularity in older tv shows husband was recast uh in later later seasons right um but so the first two episodes
2: six through eight is a new darren Sixth through eight was the new Darren. Did you so- know
4: that Dick Sargent was actually supposed to be the original Darren and he turned it down? Why? Did he? Thank he had God another that. show that he was doing. I can't remember the name of it, but that show only lasted for like two years and it was canceled. So then oh. when Dick York's back injury flared up and he couldn't do it anymore, they brought him in. Okay. But yeah, he was supposed to be the original Darren. How about that? Well,
3: the original Darren, who's in two of our Christmas episodes tonight, is Dick York. Um, he, I would argue, is most well-known for this as well, unless I'm just totally missing something.
0: Nope, no, you so. are. You're right.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was also on Fantasy Island, uh, Simon and Simon, those TV series. He's also on um, the same Flintston- Flintstones crossover as Darren, the first Darren um alfred hitchcock hour he did an episode or two of rawhide as well um and he was in the oh. alfred hitchcock's presents tv series as well six six episodes runs yeah six episode runs of that um so he's been on some things for sure but he's he's my favorite darren personally i always like to be yep. the best hashtag he had that goofier darren. quality yep. i appreciated a lot more in a That's, darren than yeah the second one
2: there was a um <clears throat> In the Seinfeld season of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, where they're doing the reunion, Jason Alexander quits because, you know, Larry David pisses him off. And Larry's like, I'll be George. I'll be George. You're like, you can't be George. This is like iconic television. We're icons. You're no con. But he's like, what? He's like, he's like, why can't I do it? There are two Darrens on Bewitch, And they're like, nobody liked that second Darren. And I feel like that's true.
3: <laughs> i think that's accurate so second darren who we only get tonight for one episode um is uh, dick Sargent. he stepped in um thank you for the extra information michelle but he was the original darren you think we would have liked him more if we never knew of another
4: darren maybe
2: i think I mean, you know
4: what i don't think their chemistry was the same well, that's what I was wasn't. gonna say.
2: I think we wouldn't have known better, but I also don't think the show would have gotten as popular because of that lack of chemistry. Yeah, I think so.
3: Yeah, he always seemed like he thought he was hot stuff when the first Darren was like, he got a catch, and he knew it.
2: You right. know, the, fir- the first Darren reminds me, and I think this might be why I like the character so much. He kind of reminds me of like the Phil Dunphy of that time. Like, I feel yeah. like Phil Dunphy, yeah. a modern family, is like yeah. this generation's uh, Darren. Yeah,
3: I yeah. could totally see that. Um. So while I know him most from this show, I guess it's arguable people might know him from other stuff just as much but it looks like he was on an episode of i dream of genie um, and then he hit bewitched in 69 to 72 um but he had a fair amount of stuff after that um persisting through the 70s um lots of tv stuff tv movies and tv shows as well like marcus welby rich man poor man he was in the tv series of six million dollar man for an episode um, Three's Company, Love Boat. I was just going to say, I just saw the Love Boat
4: episode that he was in. That he was
3: on. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was in three episodes of Charlie's Angels, and then he hopped to Dukes of Hazard, The Waltons, um, Fantasy Island, Taxi, Family Ties. So it looks like his career maybe lasted longer than our other friends did, and I'm going to chalk that up to, he just wasn't memorable as Darren, so he had to make his way in other places.
2: (laughs) When when you don't play an icon, like, yeah, it's easier. He wasn't typecast. When you play such a lovable character, you get typecast. Um, I have a bit of trivia here for y'all, which I think we'll appreciate, people of our, our listeners will appreciate. The Stevens's home here uh, is Clark Griswold's childhood home in the home videos during Christmas Vacation that he's watching in the attic. Okay, that's super cool.
0: Oh, oh that is cool. Yeah, that's, that's super cool. cool. So
3: there you go. Um, okay, so next cast member to cover as he appears through these episodes is David White, who plays um, Larry Tate. Uh so Darren's boss, and he persisted through both Darren's. It was both Darren's bosses. Um he Brewster's Millions is where his face, well, his face was recognizable from Bewitched, but I'm like, that guy's on other stuff. What other stuff has that guy been on? Um, so again, while he might be known most for Bewitched, he's got a fair amount of stuff afterwards as well.
2: Um, he always, he has that face. He looks like that same boss who's in every one of those old movies and TV shows. Who's like yeah. so tight. Yeah.
3: They Bossy all have face. that
2: face with the mustache. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
3: he <laughs> yeah, does. Um, he was in a Mary Tyler Moore show, an episode here and there of also the love boat, wonder woman, the incredible Hulk, um, Quincy Me, Remington steel. He was George Granville in Brewster's millions. Um, uh, but he had some episodes of the twilight zone as well and he was also in the apartment uh, with jack lemon and shirley McLean.
2: which is awesome
3: um we see a little bit of tabitha in the last two christmas episodes um she's played by aaron murphy i always thought she was just adorable uh, okay on a kid actor scale anthony where does tabitha rank she ranks toward the, the top,
2: the top of it. She's, she's a good, good actress, but
3: she's a real good kid. Actually, she
2: was never
0: that way if she were in stuff today. I think she gets away with a lot for her age or for her. Time. Well, yeah, I mean,
2: I mean, they all do. I mean, there was a way of overacting on all these shows back then. It's not to make yeah. that that was just a style. But yeah, I will say she was she ranks high, but I was never a fan of Tabitha as a character of the show.
0: So you didn't like the TV show Tabitha at all?
2: I did not like the TV show Tabitha. And I preferred more when the problems are the marriage problem, the goofy marriage problems, the in-law problems, less than, more than when they had the child and it became more about, oh, her magic is out of control because she's a kid and that's messing things up.
3: Wow. I liked, I don't know, I kind of wanted to be Tabitha. (laughs) I totally wanted
4: to be Tabitha. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
3: But, um, so she's in a few of the episodes and then we have, uh, we had two Gladys Kravitzes, but only one Abner that persisted through the whole series, Gladys. which I kind of love. Abner. Okay. So, <laughs> for, <yeah>. so <laughs> first Gladys. Gladys was, I, I think I preferred her as Gladys cause she was a lot more obnoxious to me. Um, Alice Pierce. Played our first Gladys Kravitz. Um, we got to see her with just one episode. I don't think she was in the second one.
1: Yeah, I think um, she was
4: only on it for three. She actually had cancer when they started filming. Like so she really? was sick the entire time that she was on the series. And well I- yeah, she passed away in 66.
2: Amy, yeah, Sid- yeah. Amy Sedaris played Gladys in the 2005 movie, while Richard Kind played Abner. So they, I always thought the the two of them were good casting. That's good casting, but, that's good uh, casting. They only showed up at the end, but Nora Ephron directed that movie, so it's worth watching for that. Just keep she giving us my Gladys so to watch it. I didn't
4: have time. Yeah. for Gladys, she was totally my Gladys.
3: So the other gladys is sandra gould who we just see for one episode tonight um and you know i had to look at her for a minute and be like that's not the same lady right it's really like (laughs) i think the voice probably got me but um she was in i love lucy for some episodes looks like she was in boy meets world in 1999 as the little lady which cracks me up kind of a little bit um but she was in friends episodes later in her career she did a little macgyver um she was in the tabitha tv series as gladys um so she's yeah my least favorite gladys of the two
2: me too but this whole I mean, gladys right. abner, abner trope is like that's another trope right and yeah, in these no, shows show. i Dream of genie alf and the harry and the henderson's tv show whatever there's a tv show where somebody was like a witch or like an alien or something There's always a nosy neighbor they had to shield them for yeah, from, neighbor. Yeah. yep yep and that
3: nosy neighbor inevitably has a completely detached husband who Doesn't absolutely puts anything. up with her but is just like put out you know like they stay married and all of that but just like put out and so that's abner and abner is played by george um he's our only abner we ever get um i always liked abner he always made me laugh like even as a kid when i don't think i sensed the tone fully like you would, unless you were you know older watching it like i used to think he was so stinking funny um and he has an acting career before bewitched he was in Torah, Torah, Torah. Uh, perry mason um, some bob hope presents in the chrysler theater uh the untouchables adventures in paradise hudson bay is tv series in 59 um silk stockings in 57 lots of stuff it just keeps going sinbad the sailor did a whole bunch of stuff
2: i will say it's funny you're running through this cast because i mean we mentioned earlier you mentioned julia that endor is not in it but this show is also known for her extended family like aunt clara and uncle arthur and all Mm -hmm. these like Mm -hmm. and the fact that all these christmas episodes which are usually the family episodes on any tv show Mm -hmm. none of them make an appearance that was really disappointing and surprising to me when watching it yeah that's
3: it really is yeah Mm -hmm. because none of them do
2: um and speaking
3: of family member there is one last person to mention who is a sort of member of the extended family and shows up in the third Christmas episode. And that's Alice ghostly who plays Esmeralda. Yes. The kind of like magic's a little janky
0: (laughs) family-ish
3: type member. Um, I love Esmeralda. I do too. She
0: always made me laugh. love her. Coming on. And her Um, her dislike of Darren was funny to me too.
2: (laughs) I mean, I loved how they all disliked Darren, except for Aunt Clara Clara and Uncle Arthur who are like the two older kind ones. But I, uh, her family, I loved her family on this show. Like Anne Clara with always coming down the chimney in the umbrella and Uncle Arthur popping up in the mirror and scaring Darren all the time. Like, I loved her family on this show. So let's talk
3: histories with Bewitched. Um, Michelle, how about you go first and give us your history with the show?
4: Um, well, I was born right around the time that Bewitched was running. So I remember it actually from being a small child. Um, And then it reruns and stuff. So it's always been close to my heart. I've always enjoyed it very much. And actually, I do have a direct ancestor that was hung at the Salem Witch Trials, which I just found out now. So I I just found that out, like, in the last two years. So I think I come by my love of Bewitched, honestly, especially those later episodes when they actually spend, like, three episodes in Salem and stuff going through all that. Oh my Um, gosh! I I love it, and I wanted to be Abatha, and then now Mm. I want to be Samantha. But you know, I wouldn't do things. I would just my. I adore my husband. I would use my magic if I wanted to, and I wouldn't apologize for it.
3: (laughs) That's right. No shame.
2: (laughs) That's definitely how Bewitch should be remain nowadays. Which would be cool. (laughs) That would be a good take.
3: Yeah. Um, Anthony, what about you?
2: So, I grew up when Nick at Night was at their prime, especially during the summers where each night was a different marathon. You know, one night would be the Brady Bunch, one the Addams Family, one the Munsters, something like that. So, Bewitched certain summers. Not every summer was always part of that lineup. So, that's Mm -hmm. where I developed my love for it. Um, I mentioned offline, but I've mentioned on the show before, I Dream of Jeannie was more my bag i loved both but i think that a lot of that just comes from the fact that i remember i dream of genie playing more during nick at night than bewitched um but i think that has to do
0: with the fact that you are a pervert
2: Well, i I, I was gonna say i mean as a young boy Barbara eden in the midriff was very. Very, uh you know, attractive, <laughs> and I always liked the bottle. Like her little, uh, it looks so cool in that bottle. And I actually follow this Twitter account that shows like old TV show like set photos and stuff. That bottle was like huge on set and elevated. She had to climb a ladder to get up into that bottle. It was awesome. <sighs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I, nothing against Bewitched Just like the monsters and Adamson, I both love them. I love both Audrey and and Bewitched, and I was really happy to revisit these episodes today. It's a great show.
3: Tom, what about you?
0: Uh, I grew up at the hot prime of Nick at Night, when shows like this and the Munsters and the Brady Bunch, and I Dream of Jeannie would come on on alternating nights. So this was part of my youth. Nobody's gonna call me out for just saying the same exact thing Anthony did.
3: No, I was just gonna say.
0: I literally just copied Anthony and he's just sitting there drinking his water. Uh, but yeah, I had the same history as Anthony. I would watch it all. And fun story for y'all. Um, I held hands with a girl for the first time while watching uh bewitched
1: did uh, you
2: Midnight. when you guys were watching it together and holding hands did you say one day when we're married you're gonna have to uh suppress no. this part no. of yourself to me as <laughs> for me as well
0: <laughs> no we had a family at our church that was moving and they're um they had a hiccup in leaving and they had to stay an extra um, two days, and they stayed at my mom's, and uh, I was there for the weekend, and I had liked this girl for a while, and we were watching this, and we ended up holding hands, and I had my first kiss the very next day. Yeah, so.
4: Wow. Yeah.
2: Wow. There's
4: something about time we all know now.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> what about you, Julia?
4: Um,
3: Same history, Um, but just to add to it, like, aside from like my family was a family of Nick at Night Watchers as well. Um, but my brother, who was born in 75, I really attribute to really showing me the good stuff of him growing up in the 70s. Um, he introduced the Wild, Wild West and Chips and like all those shows that he really loved. Um, so oh, chips.
1: Kind of just say
3: that yeah, that my brother really is responsible for me liking as many of these shows as I do now. So um But
2: Bewitched, Julia.
3: Oh, he would have. He would be a blast to get on the show.
2: Um, Um, I have a question for you, Julia, but really for everyone, and maybe this would be fun to do and put on like social media, like as a boomerang or something. Can we all do the Bewitched nose thing? Her nose. That's not bad. That's really good. Actually, I can't get
3: my nose to move. It's just my mouth that moves.
2: (laughs) Well, I think that's a trick. I think that's a trick, though. I think yeah. that's how they say to do it. I can't yeah. do it for the life of me, but I think it would be fun if listeners, if you're listening in honor of Bewitch, post a little boomerang of yourself on social media trying to do the new. I can
4: twitch. do Tabitha when she first... There you
2: go. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, that's, that's my style
0: too. <laughs>
3: Nailed it. Love it. Um, okay, so... Let's start with our first one. So from season one, episode 15, aired on Christmas Eve in 1964, is our first Christmas episode. Um, A Vision Wait, of Sugar Plums, Christmas Eve. Oh,
0: Which my mom bo- was 23 days old.
3: Oh, look at
2: that. I wow. love how shows used to air Christmas, new Christmas episodes on Christmas Eve. I wish shows still did on that. Actual Eve.
3: Yep. Um So, little plot synopsis for this one is when an orphan visits the Stevens for Christmas who doesn't believe in Santa Claus, Samantha takes him to the North Pole to visit the man himself. Um, We covered all the main cast members we see in this one. Um, We do have the addition of a child actor that plays, what's his name? Bobby, Billy, Michael. (laughs) His name's Michael. Um, His real name is Billy. Uh, Billy Mummy plays Michael. Um, and this kid's face was really recognizable to me. Um, but when I looked at him as an adult, I was like, yeah, I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> but super cute, adorable kid. Um, I thought anyway, he's a redhead. Um, but he was in I, Lost in Space, Double Trouble, Twilight Zone.
2: Um, yeah, su- super cute, except when he makes fun of the other kid for believing in Santa.
4: Well, and he, here's the thing. Is well, that I wasn't... I had to watch um, two seasons of the original Lost in Space. That was part of my Billy Mummy deprogramming program process to get Beautiful. okay with him. Because if you see the episodes of the Twilight Zone that he's in, he's horrible. Oh, is he really? <laughs> he's an evil, evil child in all the Twilight Zone <laughs> episodes that he was in. So I like, I I had to watch some good stuff just to get okay with him. And then in this <laughs> one he starts off being horrible too, breaking the kids. What did he break his Santa Claus or something? He broke something on the kids.
3: Oh he was Will Robinson in Lost in Space. Yes. Okay. That's why he's familiar then. Yes. That yeah. And he was in like the magical world of Disney in 62 and 64, Adventures of Ozzy. Okay. So that's why his face was familiar.
4: Okay. Well that helps. It's so
3: funny. And if you 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 ever want to stay
4: awake at night and never sleep again, watch the episode where he's like children of the there's an episode of the Twilight Zone where he's a kid and he holds the whole town hostage. And he will just randomly send people to the cornfield if he doesn't like what they're doing.
1: What? Oh my
4: gosh. (laughs) And everybody has to have nice thoughts because he can tell people's thoughts and stuff. So he really scared me as when I was growing
3: up. Um, well, in this particular episode, he plays one of two orphans. So, um, the way the episode goes down is it's Christmas Eve proper. So both air date and it is actually Christmas Eve. Um, the, uh, have shown up to the local orphanage to take a kid home for Christmas. Um, Which is kind of funny when I was watching it. I was like this. Yeah, like it was a thing. And I'm wondering if it was really a thing or if it was just a thing on the show. I hope it was
4: a
0: TV thing, y'all.
4: It seems like a very abusive thing to do to a child, doesn't it? There you go. Oh, look, you don't
0: have a home or a family. Come experience it for one day and then go back to this wretched right place. Yeah. (laughs) That just feels terrible, y'all.
3: Yeah. So the Kravitzes show up and they are given <laughs> the child they're given is Tommy. Um, and he is the sweet, precious angel child, right? Like you, he, he's very polite and very nice. And they're super excited about taking him home for Christmas. Well, um, then the Stevens show up and they, they get Tommy. Uh, um, they get Michael um, in the meantime, however, Michael and,
1: Oh my gosh, short term memory.
3: Michael and Tommy. Why is this so difficult? (laughs) Um, Michael and Tommy get into fisticuffs because Tommy, our innocent, sweet, pure angel, obviously knows that Santa Claus is real and is super excited about Christmas. Um, our jaded Michael, on the other hand, who's had a real hard life up until this point, which you would totally argue that my, that Tommy has also had an, it's, he's an orphan. So his life has been rough as well. Um, Michael's like, Santa's not real, don't be such a dummy. And so they start like fighting it out in this setting with the Christmas tree. And we get some like hardcore judgment from the woman running this whole thing where she's like, You're a difficult child. Um, and he I feel bad for Michael. He ends up sitting by himself for a while. Um, Samantha sits next to him, and because she's got a sense about everything, right? Like she knows everything before it actually comes out so she sits by him and thinks she gets an idea of what's going on and um heartbreaking moment for me was when michael's like he's gonna darren's gonna come over here and tell me that i'm a difficult kid and it's gonna be a struggle and then darren comes over and he's like hey samantha come here i gotta talk to you that kid's trouble (laughs) she just told me that kid's (laughs) trouble and samantha's like can we not be gigantic a-holes and give this kid a chance it's the right thing to do and so obviously um they end up taking him home for christmas and like the kid is not he's jaded but he's not like a behavior problem yeah so um samantha's reading to him at night and he's falling asleep perfectly fine like i don't know like kids nowadays if they're misbehaved very different from kids in the 70s, 60s when they were misbehaved, apparently. Um Darren has the Santa suit on because he wants to make it special. Um Which and I loved. I love that too. Yeah. And so he they orchestrate this whole thing. I was confused. I guess it was nighttime because she woke him up from falling asleep when she was reading to him and they go downstairs and she's like, oh my gosh, it's Santa under the tree. Can you believe that? And he's like, yeah, I know that's your husband. And he goes
2: back (laughs) upstairs
3: and he's just devastated. He's not devastated. He's just,
2: he's not real.
3: And yeah.
2: I love Darren's thoughtfulness, but the kid is a little old to have not noticed the difference between him and Santa there. (laughs) Like, I think there's a cap. I think there's a cap as to when the dad has to stop doing that or like you know
0: or just never lie to your children i'm just throwing it out there
3: oh i absolutely lie to our children about yeah
2: i can't i can't wait to lie to my children about
3: yeah and we even engage the older kids in lying to the youngest one now oh yeah so it's just a really whole family affair
0: oh okay
3: (laughs) i have no and i have no problems with this (laughs) Morality. It's just a slippery slope. um
2: All
0: you right. No, so, no problems with morality? Not when 100?
3: it comes to lying in my Have, box you, box,
2: you, have you seen my Instagram, Tom? No, I don't. <laughs>
0: you pervert.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, um, which, by okay. the way,
2: real quick, and you can cut this part out, Julia. Uh, the other day when I. <laughs> Because I told that story on a recording a few weeks ago about how, like, oh, I have to be careful because Julia's kids follow me now, and then I just disregarded that. Well, the other day, like, I posted one of Britney Spears' things, and one of our listeners replied to my story, think of Julia's kids, Anthony, think of Julia's kids! <laughs> I love yes! It. That was
3: the one that Ethan was like, you might not want to look at his
0: stories today. <laughs> Britney Spears' topless. <laughs> okay okay um so julia is it really
3: (laughs) so what's the benefit of being a witch um when you welcome a child into your house that has lost his faith in santa claus
2: you can take him to meet santa because
3: you can take him to the north pole because you're part of this mythical realm anyway and so it opens doors up to where yeah if since she is a she witch knows therefore she. Santa. that's right
4: the nose santa
2: which by right. the way can we like she doesn't wear the black outfit with the hat a lot in the series but she looks yeah. so good as, as a traditional she witch she really does she does
3: okay so question about that she was clearly pregnant in this episode but was she actress pregnant or was she character pregnant because she was hiding it
2: so i, I don't I don't think she has Samantha uh, Tabitha of our few years still, so I think she was actress pregnant. But
3: okay, yeah. um, because there was some very blatant hiding of the tummy, yeah, which always makes me laugh. I don't know. It's like one of those when you find a misspelling in a book, you know, and you're like, "Look, you missed a word." I like it when people try and hide their pregnancies and shows anyway.
4: Um, okay. I so she, uh, babies, and I couldn't hide them behind like a Christmas box or something. So. Yeah. Like, no, and like she would wear just the regular
3: dresses and I'm like, I don't know how I can't tell you're not pregnant, but I can't in this moment. It's not until she puts the empire waist black witchy dress on that. I'm like, there it is. And that's yep. why you've got a baby doll in front of your stomach. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so she, Completely transforms into a witch and like super skeptical kids. Like, where's your hat? She goes, "Bing." Where's your where's your
0: broom? Boom. (laughs) I thought that was cute. That was her. Like, okay, this isn't what I usually do, but okay, we're gonna sell this kid one
2: way or another. Yeah,
3: and she wasn't being. She could get a. She could have gotten snappy about it, but she didn't because I love the sound effects and everything
2: too. I do too. But um, and her uh,
3: hands are uh, just so perfect because she's so. For the record, she has Tabitha
2: in season two okay episode 18 so like january 1966 which i guess is like almost a year later so maybe yeah. she i don't know it wouldn't
3: have been for tabitha no that was personal pregnant personal yeah. pregnancy they were hiding um so she goes into full witch and she's like let's just go meet santa and he's like okay and then darren walks in which was wonderful because he's like one he Knows you're a witch now because that's typically a problem in our storyline. Um, and then he's like, You're going where? And she's like, We're gonna go to the North Pole because obviously Santa's real. And Darren's like, really? And he's like a total kid, and that made me incredibly happy. Another point oh. for why I like this Darren better.
2: Oh, when he meets Santa in a few minutes, like he's like, he has a kid expression, like he's like meeting oh, yeah, a celebrity, sure. yeah.
3: Oh yeah. So they witch their way to the North Pole, um, and we see witch's version of the North Pole for the first time. Um, it's quaint, it's cottage. It has a very real Wizard of Oz vibe to it, especially when we get our first elf that answers the door with the little, you know, who are you here to see?
1: Michelle, and, what, did uh, you,
2: what did you say to me in a private chat about these episodes when you were watching I them this have, week?
4: I must have trauma blocked the elves because I forgot <laughs> how frightening they are to me. <laughs> I men. Not like the bewitched elves
0: <laughs> was that something we would consider problematic
4: <laughs> i don't know <laughs> they are and it opens the door
3: he freaks me out he, his face is i probably wouldn't have been the one i picked he has a very yeah. harsh face um but they are all older men so speaking of elves um They've got that Swedish vibe to them, right? With the overalls Um, the inside of the house is a very, the workshop is very cozy, like wall-to-wall with stuff. So it's kind of that junk appearance versus like the hyper-organized North Pole. Um, but yeah, it's older men building toys for Santa. And then we meet Santa, who is played by, I don't know, some guy, Cecil Kellaway. Um, I thought he looked I liked this Santa a lot. He looks old. Like he's obviously an old guy with a real beard. If it's not a real beard, it's very well done. Um, but he was very comfortable and he was very kind and caring because his main goal, aside from seeing Samantha after a long time and being overjoyed to see her again, because they're like besties, which also made me very happy. Um, he takes time with Michael to say, you know, I mean, it's our Linus moment, right? What's the reason for Christmas really? Um, so aside from addressing the fact that now Michael knows that Santa's a real guy, Santa's also addressing like, well, what do we do what we do? And why do I do what I do? Um, and he says, it's not, and I don't have the quote, essentially it's the, it's not what you get for Christmas. It's what you give and we can give love to everybody, which I really liked. And to Anthony's point, Darren's face this whole time is like wonderment, which makes me like Darren so much. Oh, yeah. So Santa Claus at this point says, remember, Michael, the real happiness of Christmas is not found in what we get, but what we give. Uh, The family goes home. Uh, Michael ends up selecting a gift for his kid that he went fisticuffs with um, at the beginning of the episode, which was nice. So he learned that was sweet. what was giving. I know yep.
0: it was over the top and it was hokey, yeah. but it had the feels, y'all. It mm-hmm. did have the feels.
3: And he's like immediately adopted. Christmas morning, his new family shows up.
0: Only so one I don't of them know why adopted. they
3: didn't take him Christmas Eve, but
0: do what? That confused <laughs> me too. Only yeah. one of them was adopted.
3: Well, I mean, Michael was adopted.
0: Um, right. But the other kid just goes back like nothing ever happened. Nobody loves you, kid. But
3: he's got a lot better outlook than Michael did previously. I guess
0: that's just off. I still find it awful.
4: <laughs> hey, Anthony, Maybe we should did you notice who the dad was that adopted him? He was no. from I Dream a Genie. It was who Major
1: was... Healy. Was
4: uh adopted him. Yes.
2: I love it. The only thing that would make made that better is if it was actually Major Healy, and then that kid appeared on <laughs> I dream a genie. So overall
3: thoughts with this episode?
2: I love this one. This one gave me feels. Yep. It was, you know, a typical old-fashioned Christmas, really. And I loved it was Samantha not only using her witchcraft to help this kid believe, but also, you know, she was able to make her husband feel like a kid again. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm going to, you know, have my standard complaints across all three of these. No Endora yeah. or any other family members in christmas episodes it just seems like a sin to me
4: do you like this one michelle i do i liked all three of them but i i i liked this one um once i got past billy mummy and the and the elves that kind of freaked me out (laughs) you know what i loved about it so much watching it was the music i thought the music that they did i mean that was the music i grew up with watching christmas you know at christmas time was the andy williams christmas Mm -hmm. albums and the albums that each—I don't know if you guys know this—gas stations used to actually produce like Christmas records, and they'd sell them at yep. like yes, yeah. It It'd be like three
0: dollars or five dollars. They were super cheap.
4: Yep, yeah. It was so it's that kind of music just kind of brought it all back home to me. So yeah, no, I enjoyed this one.
3: Um, did you did y'all watch this in color or in black and white?
2: Color. Oh.
4: Oh, I watched it in black and white because I have the I have the box set of Bewitched.
2: <laughs> well, That's so awesome.
4: originally obviously
3: it was in black and white and they colorized it later, yes. which I imagine I know Tom and I got it on Amazon Prime, which the only option is color. Um so but I it
1: I like it would be debatable to color. me if
3: it would I like seeing her in color too, but there's something about watching it in the original black and white that would have been sweet.
2: Yeah. Um, also. I have a, re- can, are we going to, can I read a quote that I really liked? Please do. It's between Michael and Santa and Michael's he asks him if his stomach, those aren't pillows, are they? And Santa (laughs) says, no, my boys, sometimes I wish they were. I've tried all kinds of diets, but nothing works. But then again, if I got too thin, my children might not recognize me. And Michael says, I'd know you. And Santa's like, yes, yes, I think you would. But what difference does it make how we look on the outside? It's how we feel on the inside that counts, isn't it? You'll grow older and I'll grow weaker. But what we've seen with our hearts will ever remain a thing of joy and beauty.
3: Aww. This is a sweet Santa. He really was. He was yeah. sweet. He wasn't just a stuff suit. And I like that.
2: And that was a lot kind of
0: times it's just Santa's a stuff just suit. Just a pillow, just pillow pillow stuff suits.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And he kind of reminded me of like uh in demeanor, not looks, but he reminded me of like the miracle on 34th Street Santa's the way he yeah. was talking mm-hmm. to Michael.
4: Yep. Was this the episode at the beginning where she pulls the little Christmas tree out of her purse?
3: yes Yep. <laughs>
4: like the earlier version kind of, of
3: tree open. yeah no joke <laughs> yeah it's one of those little bottle
4: brush trees yep. <laughs>
3: it's like they wanted five dollars to deliver it deliver
4: it well i just shrunk <laughs> it down and put it in my purse
3: <laughs> tell you what i mean those really are the skills we need those would be the right. witchy skills i would absolutely mm-hmm. want. that's the
2: one thing like besides like teleportation which needs yeah. to happen to make travel yes. easier. I want mm-hmm. them to invent that Mary Poppins bag in real life that every witch seems to have, where you can pull anything from it. Yep.
0: Um, Oh, you mean the one from Halloween Town?
2: From and Halloween Town, will. from Bewitched, <laughs> from the Santa Claus, from Mary Poppins, and everything. The only one that matters is <laughs> Halloween Town. Yep. Uh, I loved the bag in Santa Claus, where he has that too, so... Just saying. I'm with you.
3: Um. Um, <laughs> okay, have another
2: so quote. Are... yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, it's Darren and Samantha's conversation, and Darren's like, "Well, what are you going to do?" And Sam says, "I thought I'd take him to see Santa Claus," and Darren's like, "Another one," and Samantha's like, "The real one," and he's like, "The real? Are you telling? Are you trying to tell me there really is?" And Samantha's like, "Of course there is, darling." And Darren's like, where? I mean, what, what, where, what, what, where does he? <laughs> <laughs> and, Samantha, and Samantha's like, where does he live? And Darren's like, yeah, just like the North Pole. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> He's so good at stumbling. He's so good He's at really it. He's really
2: good at stumbling. He is. And to your point, Julie, I think that's what makes his first stare in everyone's favor. He had that goofier side yeah. to him. Yeah. Where... Yeah. He was goofy and he knew he
1: No, he had was a Darren.
2: Catch. Anyway, he knew he he knew he lucked out by getting a wife like Samantha. Oh
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. He married up, is that what you're saying? Way he, up. He pull, he pulled an Anthony and married way up. <laughs> I know it. I'm he, pulled it.
0: Chris, he pulled a Christine and married up. <laughs>
1: Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and any
3: other favorite quotes and scenes?
1: That sounds like a no. Okay, so then how are we ranking this, Anthony?
2: It's going to have its own, like, you know, ranked against itself, like the other two episodes.
3: So then let's rank
2: it. Emission of Ju- sugar plums. Julia's thrilled because she doesn't have to refer to anything else on the list. It's just bewitched against bewitched. She's happy. <laughs> I am super excited about that.
3: It does make it easier. And I'll start off. I give this one a nine.
2: I'm gonna go with the nine as well. I'm gonna go with the nine as well.
4: I'll abstain. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I am, I don't blame you one second
4: (laughs) i'm not wandering i have listened to you guys long enough i'm not wandering into the fray
3: (laughs) (laughs) The great debate why do we rank it doesn't even matter anymore
2: no uh that gives an average of nine then which is nice i loved it i love this one
0: i do too i love them all though Mm -hmm. that's the problem they're all so good
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and i will say by the way Um, Just because you mentioned at the beginning of this episode, Julia, it is women's month, which is why we have Michelle and other guests lined up, but it's also why we picked the content we did and Samantha is definitely like, especially for the time, she's a strong woman role model. For people.
3: Yes. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Yep. Okay second christmas episode coming at you this one you got to wait a few seasons for so we are into season four episode 16 for the next one which had an original air date of december 21st 1967 and this one is called humbug not to be spoken here a quick plot synopsis for this one samantha takes a miserly client of darren's to the north pole on christmas eve to meet santa claus um this one is pretty high rated on IMDb. Um, okay, so same cast applies. And let's throw in a different Santa, this time played by Don Bideau. Um, And then our Grinch slash Scrooge character um, is Jesse Mortimer, a very miserly business owner, a soup guy, soup business owner, business owner, um, played by Charles Lane. Um, other than that, our regular cast applies, including the first time we see um see the boss, the old boss, David White, Larry Tate. Um okay. So this one is it is Christmas Eve in the show. Um and Darren the cold open is again with the Christmas tree, which it's the exact same Christmas tree in all these episodes. Did y'all notice that? Mm-hmm. Like it's it. the same one.
0: If which we were Christy and I were sorry no no keep going christina and i were talking about how christmas trees just don't look like this anymore y'all they don't this is what i they mean not just the tinsel thing
3: like. but yeah no. they don't look like this anymore
2: um, well, they're too they're too gappy for my liking like i like them in oh, the context sorry. but in real life i don't like <laughs> i don't like gappy trees
4: See, and those were the trees that I grew up with and that tinsel fight that those guys, my parents had that same fight every single year because my mom (laughs) is a one strand at a time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's
2: awesome. It takes
4: a whole other level of patience to do one
2: strand at a time.
1: Oh,
4: you don't know my mom.
3: (laughs) So patient? She's, yeah. (laughs) That's a gift right there.
2: I am not a tinsel fan. The only thing tinsel is good for in my opinion is breaking people out of jail.
4: I am not a tinsel fan or an easter grass fan because you are finding that stuff for months and months and months afterwards. Yeah, oh. you
2: are. Oh, easter grass.
4: Yeah. I hate that
2: stuff. Now Tom <laughs> knows what to send us in the mail to troll us. He's going <laughs> to send us an easter, easter card and we're going to open it and tinsel grass is going easter grass is going to fall out <laughs>
0: everywhere. <laughs> uh, if so I'll send you the edible easter grass.
3: There's edible Easter grass.
2: He's just saying that to get me to to troll me and try to get me to eat it. (laughs) No, there's really edible Easter grass. It's a real thing.
3: Interesting. Um, Okay. So we have our cold open where to put the tree and she's having Darren stand in all the tree places, which was cute Um, because she told, tell, tell somebody he's not swagging enough. So (laughs) swag your arms. Um, So nice bit of physical comedy there from this Darren. and. This essentially makes him late for a meeting at work. He runs to work, he gets there, his boss is up in arms a little bit because, like, this guy is unpleasant. Um, Scrooge,
2: um, he's a Scrooge. He's yeah,
3: Mr. Mortimer is quite unpleasant um, and very demanding, and he doesn't give a rip about Christmas. And so, this whole campaign that Darren was supposed to be getting ready for him, like, really needs to be done now, even though now means Christmas Eve. So that puts Darren so, in a bit of a pickle.
2: It's a $500,000 campaign, which made me smile. And then I did the conversion <laughs> and that's $4.2 <laughs> million today. I was like, okay, that makes more sense.
3: I mean, that's it. Well, I mean, I heard 500,000 and I was like, that's, that's a lot of this, this money. Like, like that's a lot, a lot of, of money.
4: money.
3: Yeah. That's a lot of money. Um, It wasn't as laughable as I thought it. You know, sometimes you watch these old ones and they're. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I know like, what you mean. Yeah,
3: the number is not that big. So I was kind of surprised. Um, so the task at hand is how do I both do Christmas with my family, but also not lose my job? But what I liked about this one is Darren isn't. It doesn't end up being an episode like we see of other shows where like he's hopping from place to place. Let me do both. Let me do some family and then run back here and do my job. And let me stress the entire time. Like he's stressed, but at a certain point when he has to go to dinner at Mr. Mortimer's house to talk business and Mr. Mortimer is terrible to his help as well. Um, he finally is just like, I'm not doing this. I'm going to be at home. So peace out. Mm -hmm. And that surprised me a little bit. I did not remember this episode. Um, I remembered the last one, but not this one. Um, then it,
2: but then it bothers me because I loved all that too. Then it bothers me. <laughs> it's essentially the same plot for the back half, where Samantha takes it to the North Pole to beat Santa. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I'm
3: right. okay with that. So.
2: Though. I mean, yeah, I mean, but it's just
3: swapped right? with her
2: candy cane broom, which I loved.
3: <laughs> so. Right. So Darren bails on work, choosing family over work because it's Christmas Eve. Obviously, like it's a little important. And we have Tabitha at this point. So it's a little different when Christmas comes around and you've got kids. So they've got like kid Christmas duties versus just married Christmas duties. This is what was confusing to me. Okay. Why did Darren dress up like Santa at night for Tabitha?
0: Uh, he was there trying were- it on. He was getting ready.
2: I assumed it was a Monica Chandler thing where Monica was like, Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Pervert.
3: But the, was <laughs> the timing confusing? Is it because Tabitha's like witchy as well? And so like, you know, Santa can visit whenever he okay. darn well
2: pleases. Well, also because like a lot of times parents will wake the kid to make it more authentic. Like hey, I heard something downstairs. I thought that was great. Right guess
3: but she was already down there in front of the tree
2: I'm, ju- I'm just going with the Monica Chandler you <laughs> Be- because they did they do have a second kid at some point I know it's not for years <laughs> but they do
3: that's true they do okay so all that aside that was my own thing I'm like this is confusing to me um Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mortimer doesn't come over sorry so we get Darren no she pops Tabitha. up in his bedroom Right. That's right. So then, right. So, so Samantha star- is bothered by the fact that this guy is so terrible, and so she's like, "What can I do about that?" Hmm. What can I do? And so she gets back in her black witch costume, which is jazzed up with some glitter and wonderful, and she goes to his house. And this is where we get our not ghost visitation. Well, it's a definitely- story. It's-
2: totally supposed to be they put him but, in the scrooge outfit the nightgown with the hat and everything which i love right
3: but it's really yeah. it's really a single visitation from yeah. samantha and then she Oof. takes him to the north pole so it's a hybrid story for sure because they work santa in there um but they the get to the Scro- north
2: pole the scrooge outfit i thought that was a very nice touch and it just was like it like i thought it was a nice touch they decided to uh you know go the albert finney route and have santa claus in a christmas story in a christmas carol <laughs> they did they but i think they did it better
3: um so they show up at the north pole i think this episode was always in color i don't know that it was in black and white initially yeah I mean, these were the was, colored I
1: was, years
4: i think it was just the first two seasons that
3: were black and white okay um and so we have a different santa but i think he's a good santa Mm-hmm. Um, the North pole looks very similar to the first season North pole, just a little more vibrant, probably because they knew they were filming it in color.
2: The elves um, look terrifying still with their demon ears.
3: <laughs> yes. still, all <laughs> the same. I mean, they were consistent and I thought that was good because like, I mean, there were minor changes. The outside of the North pole didn't look exactly the same. Um, but it was close enough. Right. Uh, what do we think about Mortimer's change of heart while he's talking to Santa or Santa's interaction with Mortimer? Cause the Santa is a little different than our, our Santa from the first season. And maybe it's cause he's not talking to a kid. Right.
2: Right. I did prefer season one Santa though. Personally. I don't know how you I did guys too. feel.
3: Yeah. Well, this Santa was a little put out with Mortimer.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: Like I don't have time for your nonsense. Um, and they even take Mortimer gets to ride Mortimer and Samantha um, get to ride in the sleigh with Santa while Santa's delivering because Samantha's really trying to show what Christmas is all about, right? Like, don't be such a miser. Again, just it's a Scrooge story, um, and Mortimer just really doesn't seem to get it until the next morning. Um, and what happens the next
2: morning, Anthony?
0: It's this change of heart. He shows up. He ends up showing up at
2: their house. Just like Scrooge. Tiny yep. Tim. Yeah. And he recognizes a doll Tabitha has. Oh, I feel yeah, like know Cindy Bruce
1: recognizes. a lot. What was her Susie name? Bruzy. Susie Bruise. Susie Bruzy. Bruzy.
2: What of a kind.
4: <laughs> Which sounds like a horrible toy, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Susie Bruise.
0: <laughs> mommy, mommy, look, she bruises for real. <laughs> super
2: creepy it literally sounds like (laughs) one of those made-up toys they have to pitch on like impractical jokers trying to sell it to try to get them to like (laughs) agree hey that's a great idea (laughs) and it's not but no i i I Um, like that he showed up and there was you know he's a different man he's it's a scrooge mm -hmm. redemption and it is I I thought samantha's exhausted tabitha too samantha is exhausted and I, and I like that because like, so obviously now it's a change from season one, she has a kid. And I know mm-hmm. she wasn't all up all night getting ready for the kid, but it's just kind of the idea that once she has a kid, she's up all night Christmas Eve and she's exhausted Christmas morning. That mm-hmm. was a nice touch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that is exactly what it feels like to be a parent on Christmas morning.
2: Well, that's what, yeah. that's what I was going for. Like, I like that, that. Amazing.
3: Um, So we get at the end of this episode, what we got at the end of the first one, where the males are not quite sure if what happened really happened. I think it was just a dream, Um, but then you get little tethers that, you know, the winks and then the Susie bruise a lot. What's her name? Susie Bruzy. (laughs) Um, So There's always kind of that underlying, I think in every episode where you engage outsiders, where at the end of the episode, they're like, was it real? Are you a witch? (laughs) It was particularly Um,
2: fitting for a Christmas Carol mm themed episode, because obviously the book leaves open for interpretation, whether whether it was a dream or actually happened Mm -hmm. as well. So I liked it. Yeah. I did. I liked this one. Not as much as the first one, but I did like it a lot
3: that's how i feel about it too um any any quotes or scenes that we particularly liked from this one
2: yes i like when mortimer and darren are talking toward the beginning and mortimer is ranting about christmas he's going on like i don't believe in christmas it's crass commercial nonsense it's and he's trying to find a word and darren's like try humbug
4: (laughs) (laughs) And he's not amused by that no. response, by
2: the no, way. No, he is not.
4: <laughs> I like the scene in the sleigh where she tells him to put a seatbelt on, and he said, seatbelt? And it's new in all the models this year. Because because I, I actually ex- remember a time when cars didn't have to have seatbelts in them. <laughs>
0: And it's funny, from it's that glorious. time period, there, there were a lot of people who protested and complained about losing their freedoms and the government overreach by wearing seatbelts. <laughs> it was such a huge infringement on personal rights. <laughs> but somehow everybody got cool with it. I don't understand, y'all.
4: Right, it's confusing. It is. Oh, man, it is.
0: <laughs> it's just, I don't get it.
2: I just thought this whole episode looked gorgeous. And probably because mm-hmm. they knew they were shooting in color. But I loved the scene yeah. of... Samantha flying through the air with him in his Scrooge outfit on the broom through the snow. I thought that looked so.
0: Yeah, I
2: loved. Cute.
0: I loved the fact that the the neighbors were like, "Oh, you got to do more. You got to do more. You're not doing enough for Christmas." And then she shows up with this awesome sleigh, and then it just disappears and it's gone. That's the next episode. <laughs> oh crap! It cut all that out. <laughs>
3: It's easy to blend them together. I'm pretty sure I've already done it once without
4: realizing it.
2: Well, especially um, the, these first two.
4: All right. What did you guys think about that very last scene when it pulls away out? And so the camera's like on the patio and it shows the snow in there and it's got the music. And man, that just does me in.
2: I <laughs> am a sucker when TV I, shows and movies I, do. Yeah s- are. I yeah.
4: love that.
3: So, whatever they used for snow in these episodes is just like, I don't know what it is, but the way that it just comes off of them makes me happy. I remember watching these and being like, I want it to snow like that.
2: With uh, star- the starch, like? the laundry starch flake.
3: That's what it is, right? Like what they yeah. did in White Christmas and all Asbestos. Of that. Asbestos. Asbestos, yeah. <laughs> it really has a nice effect. It's great. I, in the um, short term, it's really awesome.
2: But to what you said, Michelle, like, I feel like that's such like a cheap trick movies and TV shows use because it instantly gets you emotional. Like even when we covered Supernatural a few years back, the final shot was of a sparsely decorated motel room. But we pan out with the music and it's snowing and the lights are reflected on the car. And it's like, it's just Uh. that action. It's like, oh, it's just an emotional gut punch every time.
3: Yeah. Well, and that's the Rosemary, what's her face version
1: of Rosemary. Clooney. Yeah, yeah,
3: that was such a nice closer.
4: I love that supernatural closer. Mm-hmm. Well, I like this episode better than the first one because Ooh. little known fact I played the ghost of Christmas past when I was a sophomore in <gasps> high school in our
1: music. What series. that's yeah. amazing! Nice. Hi,
4: yeah, The best part about that was I had a little pouch with glitter in it, and on opening night, I was supposed to, like, sprinkle it here and there. And uh, (laughs) you like the hand gestures? Yeah. And opening night, my hand got stuck in the pouch, (laughs) and I pulled it inside out, and all my glitter just went. (laughs) I had no magic for the rest of that, that run, but... so i always love anything that's like scrooge or a christmas carol or anything because it brings me back
2: michelle i've had stage mishaps too during my theater years i was once i was once the wizard in once upon a mattress which is like the princess and the pea musical version um but during the curtain call i was coming you know i came out but my robe got stuck on the wooden door (laughs) Like of the castle prop set, and I'm pulling it, pulling it, pulling it. I pulled it, the door. It's cheap. The constructor came off the hinges, and I fell down on stage as the door was flying across. The stage. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was excellent. So I've been there. Yeah.
2: Poor Anthony.
1: It's Story of my life. It,
2: right? That's going to be the title of my autobiography one day. Poor Anthony. <laughs> the the life and times of Anthony Caruso.
3: <laughs> um, so if we I know you're gonna abstain from uh ranking this, but if you did, this would be higher than the last yeah. the last episode for you. Uh what about you, Anthony and Tom? Where does this one fall?
2: 8.5. I'm gonna give it a solid. Say, Go for it, Julia.
3: I think we're gonna say the same thing.
2: One,
3: two, three, eight. Eight. <laughs> Very nice. I'm sure that was not in unison. <laughs>
0: okay. okay. You know what? Let's just keep the math easy. I'll change mine to an eight too. I got my <laughs> God,
2: Don't bow to just...
3: the throne of math. Don't make it easy just for math's sake.
2: that's not <laughs> That gives us an um, eight point one six seven. Okay.
3: All right, and for our final one for tonight, though. Um uh, we didn't
2: mention it by the way, though, but both of these episodes had a strong Linus moment. They did have a very strong Linus moment. Mm-hmm. All three episodes do. Which, yep. For
0: sure.
3: Um, okay, so our last one we're covering tonight uh is from season six, episode 14, originally aired on my husband's birthday, night December 18th, though not 1969. Um Santa comes to visit and stays and stays. He's
2: uh, <laughs> like the house guest that just won't leave.
3: <laughs> um, so the synopsis on this one is Esmeralda goofs and zaps up Santa Claus on Christmas Eve, who finds he can't leave. Samantha brings his elves to him, turning their house into Santa's toy shop. So We have two kids at this point. Um, I can't remember the boy's name. Adam. Remember the boy's name? Adam. Adam. So we have Adam as a bitty, bitty little baby. Um, Like a newborn almost. Yeah, super little. And then we have Tabitha, who's aged a few years since our last uh sight of her a few seasons ago. So stinking cute.
2: She's adorable. Yeah.
3: We have uh, Esmeralda, who we mentioned, played by Alice Ghostly. Uh, Larry Tate is in this episode as well as the endearing goofy boss. Uh, we have yet another third Santa Claus. Ronald Long steps into the Santa Claus role for this particular episode. And the Kravitzes are in it as well.
2: Of we
1: course. get a little
3: window sightseeing. I'm going to
2: say right now, and I know Julie disagrees because she mentioned it earlier when the cast, this was my preferred Gladys, a second Gladys.
3: <laughs> Oh, you're like the second Gladys. Okay. Yep. All right.
2: For some reason, that's just uh, the look. She's the one I always picture when I think of her.
3: Yeah. She's screechier for
2: sure which I think is what makes it funny to me. Like,
3: Yeah. (laughs) yeah, no, it adds, it absolutely adds to it. Um, for those not familiar, um, Esmeralda is also a witch though. She seems to have a hitch in her giddy up and lots of times she, uh, she causes chaos when she tries to do when she's not even trying to do magic. Um, Not to mention when she does try and do magic. So,
2: and for those unfamiliar, Samantha's living with a strange new man who, uh,
3: this is a new Darren. This guy is, yeah, this is the new Darren. That's true. Um, okay, so Samantha's got a new little baby. So automatically we've got some time crunch. Plus it's a few days before Christmas. So she calls in the Calvary to help. And in this instance, it's Esmeralda who she calls in to help because Esmeralda is just sweet. Okay. She's like super duper sweet. Um, and she can do some magic whether she should be or not. And, uh, so Samantha figures, this is a good person to help. Um, so she comes in and, uh, Darren is not a huge fan. Of the magic family in general And you feel it more with this Darren Than I did with the first Darren The first Darren was like oh family It's
2: a booger This was like family The first family. one was more like put out This one is yeah. like more Like cruel about it
3: He's, like yeah. very much so. yeah. He's an- He is so angry. biting And that's not I don't
2: like that No really me either
3: like, um, like I so, could
2: see with this one Why Endora wouldn't like it
3: oh yeah For sure absolutely yeah yeah um so Esmeralda shows up and she's she, she sneezes which makes and stuff makes a goat. and makes a goat yeah <laughs> which the nice thing and Samantha calls it out is well her magic is a little janky it doesn't hang out very long typically <laughs> so like the goat disappears pretty fast um but Love the uh, seals the seals are so cute they're adorable yeah we get two seals and high chairs at a certain point which is just like super fun I don't know if they're actually high chairs but I always thought they were high chairs
2: that's another difference between the two Darren's the first Darren was always annoyed by this stuff but he was still there he still had that shock like by this Darren just like looks like angry a lot more fun yeah, this one just looks more angry at everything going on. Yeah, like, that's.
0: I think yeah. that's how. I, that's what the problem is, right?
2: Mm-hmm. There's a
0: lot of storming out.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: He's not near as tolerant. Very ragey. I don't appreciate that at all. He's very mm-hmm. ragey.
2: Very Anthony. No, I'm kidding. I'd be the first.
0: <laughs> he's not, he's not even ragey in a good way. Like he's not ragey in a, there's no humor in it.
3: <laughs> um. So we have, uh, we have a, a small subplot going on with Larry the Boss, where his wife has asked for a bank stole and he's a little resistant to comply. Um, so he's a little gripey throughout the entire episode, um, which is a trope, right? With um with a lot of these Christmas shows and movies where that wife is dropping those hints and that husband does not want to comply. I feel like you see it more in the 60s shows, right? Where the woman has a place in the home and the husband is the provider and all that. But um, but we get some side comedy from that one. But the main issue is Esmeralda in one of her accidents um, happens to magic Santa to, to <laughs> Samantha's house. And that's a problem because he's got a lot to do. Okay, let's be season. honest; it's his busy season. So, like, this and is a real drain. <laughs> and like that's season. also a, a problem
2: right because they live next door to the nosiest couple in America.
3: <laughs> and she's on point this episode. She's like all up in that window,
2: mm-hmm. and
3: Abner still just uh, have gives no craps. He's
2: like, <laughs> I love Abner. <laughs> I you too. That just reminds me of like. I mean, it's a generational thing, right? Like, I, there were times my grandparents, my maternal grandparents, like, grandma would be going on about something, grandpa would just be sitting there, like, you know, bah, 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 bah. like, it just reminds me of them. So,
3: um, so unlike the goat and the seals, Santa is staying around. So, that's an extra problem like you said anthony they're both having to mitigate santa's got work to do and we got all these other mortals that really can't see that santa's in our house right now that's a problem um larry drifts in and out with the whole mink stole issue and then you've got the nosy kravitzes or the single kravitz that's nosy next door so that's the chaos they're trying to manage and so samantha that's
2: a great word for it and i just want to say i did that's what i liked about this episode yes how many of us don't the closer we get to christmas you get more harried just in general so this episode did a good job of conveying that aspect of the holiday
1: for Mm -hmm. me
3: yeah um so samantha has to add to the problem in order to solve another problem and that is she essentially turns her house into the north pole so she gets the elves there as well so santa can keep working to prepare for christmas eve um but that makes the problem at home grow, right? That's a lot more to hide as well. Uh, so we uh, end up, Samantha gets the sleigh, and this is where you had mentioned in the last episode, um, Samantha gets the sleigh to land on their front lawn because their back lawn was too small for it. Um, and that that's immediately spotted by... Mrs. Kravitz but Abner sees it and he's like that's so charming look at them in the Christmas spirit
4: yeah because weren't they at the beginning of the episode weren't they talking about like the neighborhood the neighborhood decorating contest or something so they think they finally got on board with it
3: right so then Abner's like look they're getting on board and Gladys is like I told you I saw Santa Claus over there. There's something going on and you
0: still don't believe me. He um, does not believe her. He, <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't believe her. That's right.
3: Um. So how, and it's because I can't remember, like what allows Santa to finally leave? Is it just that he finally has transportation out of there? Because that wasn't super clear to me
0: like yeah, he they brought the sleigh with the reindeer and then once they had that he, so could, he could fly back yeah
3: okay so it wasn't that um esmeralda's magic finally wore no. off to a certain extent where he wasn't bound to the house it was that he had well, a way
2: out it's before before the sleigh too it's important to mention like she brings like almost the whole north pole here they set up mm-hmm. shop in this home and start wrapping and making the gifts here
1: yeah.
2: which i thought that was funny the elves, yeah. their ears are a little less pointed in this one too, so they look mm-hmm. a little less scary in this one.
3: Yeah, yeah, they weren't as scary. scary. That's true. <laughs> I still, yeah, remember. still not great, <laughs> but not as scary. That's true. Um, did we like this Santa? It's like we've gotten three different versions of Santa.
0: <laughs> this is my least favorite Santa of the three. This is my middle okay. favorite Santa of the three.
4: Middle
3: favorite.
4: Okay. You like the Santa Michelle? Yeah, I liked all of them, but this guy, I think I liked the least because he, I didn't like his ho, ho, ho. And
1: I just he, he feel was
4: like it was too much. <laughs>
2: yeah. A little too over the top there, Santa. Yeah. He comes across as lazy, which I know isn't him. He's stuck there, but like, I didn't like that. Yeah. What yeah. are you, Julia?
3: Everybody's fine he was not, he was my everybody. least favorite of the three. Is this the one... It's always tricky with shows when you just boom, 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 watch them. Is this the one where Darren and Tate dress up as Santa at the same time? Or was that the last episode?
1: I thought
2: that was the last one.
3: That was the last episode. And I totally missed the fact that those were the yellowest beards I've ever seen on the planet. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's right. But because that was when Mortimer comes in. Okay. I should have mentioned it.
0: Did they use the same? costume for each of these because they all had those three bells on the the three weird bells on their heads on the maybe probably the beards
3: changed from episode to episode but they were staggeringly yellow in that last one
1: Uh, if you look
2: back a lot of the beer santa beer some shows at this time were yellow i think it has something to do with the tv or something they're like tobacco yellow that was rough um Um, okay sorry you, you know what was rough for me what? This one, the exteriors felt less Christmassy because it was in broad daylight. You could tell it was California yeah. sun beating down on them, and it uh, was very sunny. And that, but the
4: interior for this one was more decorated than the other the, episodes. They had garland yeah. everywhere in this one. The yep.
2: interior looked beautiful, but yeah, the outside stuff, like I was like, oh, that's clearly California sun right there, and yeah. uh, that. <laughs> And I get it. It was the times, but that shot of Santa's sleigh flying away. I mean, compared to the broomstick stuff in the past two episodes, it looked just awful. It was (laughs) special effects were pretty great.
3: I mean, a lot of that's the daytime too, though, right? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like
3: nighttime is pretty forgiving.
2: Mm. Yeah, I agree. Mm
3: -hmm. Um quotes are scenes from this one that anybody particularly liked
2: uh just a general note. i love everything about the kravitzes just in every episode i just <laughs> always found them funny so i was they glad that they had a bigger part in this one
3: yeah they did have a hefty hefty part in this one. Oh, spoiler alert tate gets his wife the mink stole she's been wanting of course very she reluctantly
2: <laughs> and he <laughs> was gonna get
4: it for it. her the whole time right right
2: that's right I love the scenes of Samantha with the kids because she was such a good mom.
3: So that's one of my favorite quotes. And it's right at the beginning when she's holding that sweet baby and that baby's just laughing at her too. Like, <laughs> was that her kid?
2: I don't know, but that kid looked in that kid love her. with her.
3: Yeah, he loved her. He was giggling and everything. But she says, um, before the first fade out for commercial, which I thought was a nice touch, she said, babies are such a nice way to start people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. that's
2: so sweet (laughs) that kid was freaking cute
3: he was cute um so overall thought did it have a linus moment in it
2: no there wasn't one in this one
3: no they just got the job done in this Mm. one it's still christmas though i mean it's
2: still very Christmassy. Um, Mm -hmm. But between no Linus moment, different Darren, uh, none of her extended family except Tabitha, um, who was never one of my favorite relatives. I know you guys expressed love for her, but I liked the older ones. Um, It wasn't my favorite Christmas episode. I still enjoyed it, but it was definitely the weakest of the three for me.
0: Same here. Yeah. Okay. I know we're, I get that we're saying that and I agree. But I would not turn off any of these episodes. No, no. absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. In fact, these might become a part of a
3: regular Christmas rotation for us now because they're just so Christmassy. And like Hannah was watching, um, I don't think I've ever watched these with my kids because Nick at Night's not a thing anymore. Like I don't even know where you watch Bewitched. On TV anymore, unless it's those channels you get with just an antenna, like we
2: have upstairs on a few of our TVs, it's pop, right? Well, it's like Pop TV, Up Rock, something like that. It's not even TV yeah. anymore.
3: No, um, TV Land so is like, showing all the have, shows
2: we grew up with in the '90s and which '80s. Which is now.
3: hurts Crazy. me, by yeah, the way. It hurts can me. Can I say? Yep. um But like Hannah was watching over my shoulder, and she was very clearly hooked in that first episode. And she's like, "What are you watching?" And so these are. I'm going to have to get these in the rotation somehow just because they're wonderful and
2: And I I think they better it's a time period thing too so many of these older shows they didn't do like the annual episode like so many newer shows did but that made them more special in a way because they put more effort into them um Mm -hmm we should get more older shows on the list because even the adams family when we did that that ranked like a nine or a ten for us like they just yeah yeah, they were fun yeah so i would love to have like a whole night or weekend in december where we just watch like older movies like at night instead of the newer stuff older tv shows rather
3: i like it um okay so then where do we rank this one michelle where does this one kind of hit between the other two no numbers. This
4: one, this one was my least favorite, but like Tom said, okay. I like them
2: all. Okay. Tom,
3: you got
4: a number to put on this
3: one?
2: Eight. Seven. seven. Oh. <laughs> Maybe you were, we're like so a one mind tonight. tonight. <laughs> um, that gives it a 7.33. So we have a nine for season one and 8.167 for season four and a 7.33 for season six. So, all very high quality stuff.
3: Oh yeah, would absolutely rewatch any of them. And that fourth episode, we'll see when that one comes back, listeners. Maybe you'll get a surprise someday. I think we, we should eventually.
2: We should eventually do that one, and maybe because um, when we did Modern Family back then, it was before the show ended. They did one more after we did those episodes, so we should like pair okay. like episodes we missed together. That'd That's be good cool. Idea. Yeah.
3: Or if we can isolate highly uncomfortable subject matter from 60s, 70s, 80s shows and just to do one episode of this is going to be uncomfortable, but we got to cover it. Maybe that's what we do.
0: <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, y'all.
3: I have real good feelings about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Think of the jokes. Um, that was fun. And listeners, yeah. I'm interested um, in how much do you love Bewitched? What were your Nick at Night? Like, how was Bewitched and other shows like this introduced you um, growing up? From a What were your preferred Nick at Night
2: sho- shows? Yeah. And, and send us the boomerangs of the nose twitch.
3: Yes. And
2: the four of us will try to do that for Instagram or something.
3: That's a great idea. I like that idea. Um, If people want to talk to us about their stuff um, and how much they love Bewitched or not, Anthony, where do they go to do that?
2: Linktree.com slash Tissa podcast. You can find our links to all of our social media pages and our Patreon, which I want to take a moment to publicly apologize to Jerry D of Totally Right Christmas and CM Chuck of Just Another Friday Night because we did this amazing... And Tom, because it didn't <laughs> And our very own Tom, because we were recording Peacemaker together. Uh, Tom kept having the same problem Julia does with audio, where he didn't realize he wasn't being... No one could hear or see him. So he just ended up dropping out of that episode. And Jerry, me, and Chuck had an amazing conversation, but like literally an hour of it didn't record for the two of them. So it's a lost episode. So Jerry... Chuck, Tom, apologies, but if you guys ever want to come back to do Peacemaker, Maybe I'm game. Uh, so, is it
3: an hour of you interacting with two people that are not interacting back with you?
2: There is, a, yeah, it's just an hour of me talking <laughs> and laughing at that nothing. It's like, I'm a freaking lunatic. <laughs>
4: That, that would be, be my favorite that. episode ever yeah there you go there's your patreon
3: release for the next month
2: anthony <laughs> um, tell them
3: what Patreon's all about because they're super excited about it now
2: <laughs> yeah patreon so you can get bonus episodes um bonus content for as well as a dollar a month i do have uh there are some things older things that we recorded toward the end of last year that i may release that just got never got edited so things will start dropping soon i know tom wants to do space force soon i want to do the batman uh once julia and tom see it and like i know a bunch of our listeners are seeing it like matt Yurick, so it'd be cool to get them on um so yeah uh patreon's gonna start ramping up again now that you know the post-holiday slump and my little break was over so now's the time to subscribe for bonus episodes and for other content we just sent out Valentine slash president's day cards we have pins and stickers which i know we're designing a new sticker for our fifth year anniversary which is insane um Bonkers. and i think we got a new patron just recently didn't we tom
0: uh, i think she's been a patron i don't know what in the world's going on because I looked and she's paid us the same amount before. So I don't know.
2: okay. I cut that out. (laughs) I don't
0: have any idea what's going on.
2: Julia, next week we are, uh, we have more female, strong female content. What are we covering next
1: week?
3: Well, so next week um, we're going to continue with the awesome co-hosts joining us with Charlene Lewis. We are going to cover um, the Christmas episodes of The Golden Girls, which, if you want to go ahead and get a hard, get a head start on that, you were looking for season two, episode 11, Twas the Night Before Christmas, and season five, episode 12, Have Yourself a Very Little Christmas. Um, I'm hoping that's not a typo and that's like a funny, funny, ha ha, Very Little Christmas. It is good because that gives me joy um so if you want to get a head start on those and that's what we're going to cover next week and then the following week and
2: if you i just want to say if you like the golden girls stay tuned because i'm launching a new podcast with some people who may be familiar to you called the golden bros where four men cover episode by episode from a male's perspective every episode of the golden girls so
4: that is amazing
2: that sounds golden
4: (laughs) I am starting a
0: podcast where every week I review uh, men's opinions about Golden Girls on (laughs) podcasts.
2: Tom, that would be amazing.
0: And correct them. (laughs) And have a podcast about a podcast. Correct them. I mean, obviously we're going to need to, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm so excited for y'all's podcast.
2: I'm excited for
0: it.
3: Um, the week after, actually the two weeks after that, um, if you are a Sabrina the Teenage Witch fan, it will be a glorious two weeks for you. Um, we're going to cover and split up the six episodes that Sabrina the Teenage Witch had for Christmas um, with both Kendra, how do you say her last name?
2: Kendall. You I
3: know Kendor. I have loved that one,
2: um,
1: but what's her last it's, name? It's, how do you say Frey. it? Foray. Foray.
3: With both Kendall Ferre and April Riley to close out Women's Month. Pretty excited about that.
2: And then but, I know Julia is going to be really excited for the week after that because it got pushed. Yeah, because, because then it's Babes in Toyland from
3: 1961. Yeah. And I am super jazzed about that. But t- it's a little terrified because I haven't seen it in a really long time and I'm concerned my level of nostalgia.
2: I I forget what podcast I was listening to the other. Oh, you know what? It was it's a podcast called Halloweenies where they do all horror films, like Halloween films. Um, but they were talking about like how it is so different watching a film just for enjoyment versus taking notes to talk about it critically on a podcast. Because they were they were discussing all the Scream films because Scream Five just hit digital. They're talking about how Scream 3 is objectively the worst movie in the franchise. It is awful. But if you're just watching it for fun, like you still get the enjoyment out of it. But uh, I was like, man, I can relate with the Christmas in terms of all the Christmas stuff we've covered. Like just fun versus uh, we have to talk about this critically. This isn't cool.
0: Yeah, it's not cool at all.
3: um michelle you were the perfect way to kick off this awesome month of guest hosts so we are so thankful for you you. listening but we're even more thankful for you joining this week um thank you for for having me it's been a
4: blast
2: is there anything you want to plug
4: not that's podcast worthy (laughs) i actually just launched my new i just launched a business actually a couple weeks ago. what's your business Kidwell Analytics. It is a data analytics consulting firm, and I'm two
1: clients. Oh my gosh! Congratulations! Congrats!
4: (laughs) Now I got to figure out like how to do all this marketing stuff because I fell into a couple of clients. So yeah, so trying to keep busy. That's
3: awesome! Congratulations!
2: Well, you know what, listeners, keep it in mind if you need an analytics consultant. There you go. Kidwell Analytics.
4: Yep. KidwellAnalytics.com.
2: michelle, is good, com. michelle yep. is good people
4: <laughs> thanks right back at you
1: guys and
2: at some point we need to talk about what we're doing for our big five-year anniversary because it would be cool to get like all these friends like michelle and other friends who've been here repeatedly for us throughout the years to do something for the show for us so mm-hmm. stay tuned michelle slash everyone fun. listening yep
3: Well, thank you again, Michelle and all y'all do your homework um, and we will be back here next week. Bye. And and in
2: 7,200 hours, Christmas.
3: Oh, why do I always cannot remember the stuff we do literally every week? What is wrong with my brain?
2: (laughs) Clearly, clearly we need to uh, get Julia hosting more. Otherwise she's going to forget the. uh, Oh my
3: gosh. Like even when I I couldn't remember this stuff.
2: (laughs) That's 42 weeks.
3: That's 300 hours. No, that's days. Wait,
0: what? (laughs)
1: Okay. That's (laughs)
0: seven. And that's a wrap.
1: (laughs) Bye. (laughs)